Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. This episode is brought to you by SAIT's School for Advanced Digital Technology, an innovation hub disguised as a post-secondary institution where creators, educators, and learners, like you, are coming together to transform tomorrow. Boost your skills with tech boot camps and carve out a new career path through dynamic, future-forward courses. The world of work is evolving. Future-proof yourself with SAIT's School for Advanced Digital Technology. Hey loyal listeners, I'll be hosting this episode myself. I've been involved in software development for more than 25 years. I've started companies, led companies, and worked for companies, doing many different things. I'm honored to be considered a leader in Alberta's innovation ecosystem, and I give back as much and as often as I can. When I'm not working or podcasting, you'll find me pursuing my passions of photography, crypto investing, and woodworking, along with the occasional round of golf. Won't you please join me for my conversation with Nahid Shivji. Hello, everybody. Today on the show, I have my special guest, Nahid Shivji. He is the president of Rafiki Technologies. Uh, They do managed IT consulting services for small and medium-sized businesses. Uh, He's been with Rafiki for almost 20 years and 13 and a half of that as president. Nahid, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, and I appreciate the opportunity to chat. So as I always like to start, can you maybe let us know a little bit about yourself, where you came from? Um, were you always an entrepreneurial type person as a, as a child growing up or did, did that sort of just happen by accident? Great. So I immigrated to Canada over 30 years ago with my family. So I came here from East Africa, uh, from Tanzania. And I, I have to say that I did have this entrepreneurial mindset because my dad was, uh, was a business owner back home in Tanzania. And uh, I grew up watching him as well as my, my grandfather who brought me up as well. He was also an entrepreneur, so kind of runs in the family. And uh, so when I came to, to Canada, I did my schooling here, including my post-secondary you know, from uh, from my high school, I attended a couple of years of high school in, uh, in Canada and uh, and technology always um, enticed me. It just was attracted to technology quite a bit, become passionate about it, and started helping out with supporting uh, our high school with with their PC lab after school. So and then from there went to went to post secondary and uh, and did a technology programs there as well. You know, got into technology from uh, from that perspective and and was offered a job right after right after graduating. So I went on to work for a post-secondary institution and supporting technology in a post-secondary institution. And then from there, went on to, to work for Shaw, Talos Bell, some of the bigger companies and expanded my knowledge in, uh, in this field. What brought you to Rafiki? You're the president. So did you start out, um, like was it you and a buddy kind of starting a company or did you join them and then sort of work your way up to the top? Yeah, so I uh, started, I, I was a co-founder of the company. So I was consulting with... Uh, with a friend of mine, uh, after I was involved with the telecom companies, so we were offering uh, uh, consulting services in the oil and gas sector as well as uh, seismic uh, companies as well. So we started off the companies, and then uh, and then he went on his on his own, and then I continued with Rafiki and uh, 
and moved on with other ventures as well. Oh, that's interesting. Now, the, the, the IT sort of world has really, really changed a lot in, uh, in the past, say, 20 years or so. And you've kind of rode your way through it involved with uh, Rafiki alone. How does the new cloud-based technologies and you know people having less and less infrastructure on site using more data centers and, and cloud services how's that affected your business did you uh, have to pivot at all absolutely so technology business is constantly evolving and uh, and we have to constantly pivot around the emerging technologies around the new ways of doing business as well as operating and making it more efficient um, no different than uh, when cloud, initially when it was introduced, uh, there was a lot of resistance on moving on to cloud. And then a lot of companies started gradually, uh, I would say they, they rapidly started moving into cloud. And then we also saw a shift where a lot of companies were hesitant of moving to cloud because they had some security concerns, uh, because there were some incidents that happened around security in the data centers. And we, we've been seeing... The, the evolution of cloud where, you know, a lot of companies, depending on the size and the, and the amount of infrastructure they've had, uh, some of them are, are completely in the cloud and a lot of them have, have like this hybrid model where part of the infrastructure is in the cloud and part of it is on site, depending on the type of uh, applications as well as the type of business that they run. Um, so it's been, it's been, uh, it's been a quite, a, quite a balance. And then, of course, you know, as I said before, with, with the security concerns, uh, there's also been a, an emerging trend of, of securing that infrastructure in the cloud as well as in a hybrid environment. So cybersecurity has has also evolved significantly where the requirement of, of security software best practices has also taken off significantly in the last in the last few years. Right on. And yeah, I think uh, you know, whether you have stuff in the cloud or in a data center or on your premises, you still have to take a very, very strong focus on security. That's for sure. Um, I guess it depends also on the type of business you have. The hackers are looking for everything, but they also want sort of the the big fish, as, as you might say. Like if you were a bank or something, you're going to have to be even more concerned about security than, say, a dentist's office or something. But how have your clients, you know, looked towards security? Is it more of a, I'm paying you, you just deal with everything? Or are people starting to be a little more uh, focused now with the way things are going? So regarding to your point, uh, you know, initially, yes, security was a concern for bigger enterprises like banks. But, but what we've been seeing over the years is that any business, even if it is a small business with one computer or one host, we would say, connected to the internet, they are as vulnerable or as much of a target as as a big bank would be. Because the hackers know that the smaller the, the business, the less security they have. To your point regarding managing the security, yes, initially, um, a lot of businesses did not take security as one of their uh, main component of securing their environments. But however, you know, with increased level of threats and ransomware attacks and, and vulnerabilities found in, uh, in software applications and, you know, organizations, as I said, small to, you know, large organizations are getting, are getting hacked and affected by, by these ransomware type attacks or phishing type attacks. 
and uh, it's costing companies literally millions and millions of dollars, lots of lost downtime as well. And so organizations are adapting now to, to not only ma- you know, take IT as a managed service, but also security as a managed service as well, where they are asking for extra layer of protection as well as uh, making sure that their data and the, and, the, and the information that they have, whether it's on, on site, whether it's in the cloud, whether it's on their personal laptops or even personal devices, uh, is protected as much as they can be um, because a small breach or vulnerability can cause, as I said, millions and millions worth of damage. And not only that, plus also their business is exposed to the world where you know, they also, it's a, it's a matter of their reputation um, that their business was compromised, and uh, and this could also result in uh, them not being able to to do business with with other companies or other organizations out there. Yeah, that's probably a really big thing that a lot of companies don't consider right out of the gate, uh, and it's really cool that you pointed that out. I think that uh, reputation these days is becoming very very important. I mean, it should have always been important, but it's, I guess, because of the way the media spreads news and stuff like that, that, uh, you know, if you're a big company and your company gets hacked and a whole bunch of users information is out into the ether with all the, uh, the dark web and all that stuff, I think that, that, that really makes your company look bad. <laughs> um, I'm wondering just out of, uh, you know, listening to you talk, you're very focused, obviously, because of the nature of your company on the technology itself and the security uh, of keeping the users safe and stuff. Uh, do you have a focus as well on education? For example, uh, I know that a, a large amount of the um, you know network hacks and stuff like that happened through um, mistakes that people made because perhaps they're not educated. Uh, that old uh, that old thing where they find a USB thing in the parking lot and they shove it into their computer to see what's on it and stuff like that. Do you do you spend a lot of time doing education for your customers and stuff? Absolutely, absolutely. Education is a key piece. Um, in uh, in the cybersecurity policy, so we focus on uh, in educating our our clients as well as as well as the general audience. Like we even send out newsletters as well as updates to to the mailing list that we have, just educating them regarding you know all different types of 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 cyber vulnerabilities out there, just to keep them safe. I mean that's the the basic foundation and the starting point in the cybersecurity world. And just to be proactive, and of course, you know things like uh, having the software in place that manages the security of the systems, uh, that is monitored twenty four seven, making sure that the systems are updated and patched. And it's, it's not only the email based or or browser or or internet based vulnerabilities that we are talking about. There's been a lot of uh, voice based uh, hacking that goes on as well, where an individual receives a phone call. And the voice is also imitated of somebody that they recognized, right? So the technology has evolved so much in the voice over IP world that, you know, hackers are using that to, to their advantage in uh, trying to get uh, users to authenticate over the phone and to be vulnerable to those types of attacks as well. Wow, that's scary. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, so we see that a lot as well. as So yeah, to your point, education is key. Uh, especially to those types of uh, situations so that uh, users are at least aware of it. And then at the end of the day, we let them know that if, if they're not sure about any type of event that's happening, just send us an email, contact our support desk, 
and uh, this, that's including even if they receive a file to let us know and we'll be able to verify that for them whether that's a, it's a legitimate file to open or conversation that they're having whether they can continue with that or not. I'm going to shift gears just a little bit and I want to talk about when you're in your 20s I imagine technology was a lot of fun and really really interesting exciting and you were probably learning and all kinds of new stuff every day. And now as as more of a seasoned veteran of technology, let's say, do you still light up when you learn about new technologies? And if that's the case, what's some of the stuff that's maybe not mainstream yet, you know, like quantum computing and other things, what's some of the stuff that you've got your eyes on that, you you know, you see a newsletter come into your inbox and you're reading it right away because it's a topic that you're really interested in? So even now, even when I was in my 20s and I'm now, I'm as passionate about technology as I was before, and if not more, because technology recently has evolved and continues to evolve, and there is new things that are coming out in the, in the market. And the technology that excites me the most is, is automation, uh, robotics, artificial intelligence, uh, cybersecurity. Those are some of the areas that I'm really passionate about. But I'm looking at it from a different perspective as well. Uh, before it was at that early age, I was mostly focused on just technology. But now I look at it with business. I try to combine that and see how we can deliver that to, to our users and to our clients um, so that it's a, it's a combination of two and how it impacts the business. Because I'm an entrepreneur as well. I've been involved in various businesses, so I understand how at every aspect of your business, technology plays an important role. So I, I, I try to blend those two in and, and see how we can, we can take advantage of technology to our, our business is more efficient, more innovative, so that it becomes a full circle of uh, moving forward in a, in a rapid pace. Does Rafiki Technologies also have sort of like a development arm? Are, are you mainly focused on infrastructure and uh, managed IT stuff? So we mainly focus on managed IT as, as well as infrastructure support, cloud services. And then we've got, uh, you know, over the years, we've brought in a lot of other uh, spectrum of services, including voice over IP, including security, hosting of applications. And so this majority of our business, but at the same time, we also focus on how we can make organizations better. Um, so we do have we do have a small offering of software development as well that we are currently looking at expanding that side of, uh, of our business and including that in how we can uh, integrate that into the technology side of things on, on the managed IT side so that you know, we can leverage that offering in creating the applications that can that organizations can be part of in, in running more efficiently. It seems like a natural fit anyways, uh, especially when you talk about the machine learning stuff and the blockchain and the, you know, the other technologies that are starting to become more and more mainstream. Uh, I would suspect that if you don't adopt some of that technology internally and get some bench strength in that area, you're probably going to end up having to build really good partnerships with other companies that do that. But it sounds like you guys are making a making a serious look at at how that could be a, of a benefit to a symbiotic benefit to your offerings to your clients absolutely absolutely and and that's going to continue because there's a even in the software development side of things there's a lot more technologies that are getting evolved 
And for us to to take advantage of that, it just makes sense. Excellent. What about tech and innovation space in Calgary? I mean, we are talking on the Rainforest podcast, of course, and uh, the Rainforest is all about innovation and the tech ecosystem in Calgary. What sort of things have you seen in Calgary that that are uh, you know making you lift an eyebrow? Well, um, Calgary was was built by innovators and uh, and is rapidly becoming a, a robust tech and uh, like an innovation city. I, I remember reading uh, recently in the Avenue magazine, Calgary as Canada's most adventurous tech hub. Uh, so you know, Calgary is also a city of entrepreneurs, and entrepreneurs being you know bring innovation and and embrace the disruption of this technology, right? So there's lots of uh, lots of startup companies are born here. And enterprise tech companies are moving to Calgary to expand their footprint in, into Canada. We also see that IoT, uh, Alberta IoT, is uh, is also uh, one of the areas that uh, that has taken off rapidly and is expanding significantly in the in the tech space, where communication, innovation, and software are leading this this field. Um, so it's like almost a new internet generation of communication of these Internet of Things, where all things are going to be getting connected and automated. Uh, so it's, it's becoming a hub for, for technology, for sure. Right. And, then, and I'm sure with that comes the, the whole 5G thing. Being that 5G is a very, um, I guess, high level layer of communication. Do you guys have any direct relationship with 5G infrastructure in configuring or setting it up? Uh, or, or are you mainly uh, involved with the technology that runs on those sorts of networks? So mainly, mainly the technology that runs on that platform. Um, however, we are also telecom partners with uh, multiple telecom companies, and I'm sure that us being part of uh, part of this partnership will enable us to to somehow become involved with uh, with 5G a little bit more than just on the on the software layer. So looking forward to that because a lot of companies now they're also looking at moving some of their communication to 5G and how that's going to interact with their internal applications, how it's going to interact with some of the field communications. So that's going to be very interesting to, to to be part of. So looking forward to that. Some of these new technologies coming out, and and I'm thinking, you know, uh, Elon Musk's uh, satellite, global satellite network, and 5G, and those sorts of things. Let's uh, grab our crystal ball and throw on our uh, future hat. And what what sort of things are you most excited for in the in the coming future? Well, the world, the world is becoming smaller and smaller, and this is because of technology, right? I mean, you bring up a point about uh, Elon Musk. Their initiative is to travel to space. They're already doing that uh, communication-wise. They already launched the satellites that's providing uh, internet connectivity to some of the areas where traditional uh, networks are not able to, to accomplish. And uh, so they already are providing that access and, uh, and now they're working on expanding that footprint at also you know, higher speeds than even fiber optics can, will be able to provide. So that, that's going to be the future is truly connected world where you know, there's no such thing as a, as a dead spot or there's no such thing as no service wherever you are. And that's going to also enable other applications to start evolving including, you know, we already see connected cars. We already see some of the devices in the middle of nowhere are also connected and are reporting to their hub cities 
of what's happening in the field areas, including, you know, simple as weather related, uh, encompassing AI to forecast what the weather would look like. So those are some of the things that will enable the world communication through the space communication. I think that's going to be the game changer for for a lot of things as far as connectivity is concerned. With regards to, um, I guess, Rafiki Technologies, we're going to include uh, links to your website and contact information in the show notes, of course. But is there anything that maybe you'd like to address or maybe talk a little bit more about with regards to the company itself and uh, any other things that maybe a question that you were sort of secretly hoping I asked you? We are a diverse group of individuals in Rafiki and we are here to help. Like our name Rafiki means, means friend in Swahili. So that's what our core values are built on. And, uh, and we live by this every day in providing support and uh, technology innovation to, to companies that we work with. We feel that uh, we want to continue that and move into, into that direction and continue, continue helping companies in becoming more technologically advanced and more efficient and continue using technology even more to move forward in their in their company. So again, as I said, our, our diverse group of individuals that we are makes us uh, unique in, in a lot of cases where it's a company that's uh, open to, to working with anyone out there um, and to also work with uh, with individuals that are that are in different areas as well. So so that's what that's what we are. So it makes us a little bit more unique. Uh, in this space, and uh, we are we are all about opportunities. Well, Nahid, I want to thank you so much for joining me on the episode, and uh, I'm like I said, we're gonna provide your information out there. What's the uh, website? Yeah, so the website is rafiki.ca. So that's r a f i k i dot c a. And I should also point out one more thing: um, is that we also have launched an initiative where, whenever we onboard a new client, we are about giving back. So what the initiative is, uh, when we onboard a new client, we not only offer them uh, first month free of services, no transition fees, but at the same time, we donate our first month's revenue to either the client's uh, nonprofit, choice of nonprofit, or if they do not have a nonprofit that they work with, we pick a nonprofit organization where we, we donate the, the proceeds of the, our first month's revenue to that nonprofit. So, so it's all about giving back as well. That's great. You know, it's, it's been an, an absolute pleasure chatting with you and uh, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much for the opportunity and I look forward to, to having a conversation again. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode is brought to you by SAIT's School for Advanced Digital Technology, an innovation hub disguised as a post-secondary institution where creators, educators, and learners, like you, are coming together to transform tomorrow. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. Let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.